Hey everyone. Welcome to the Squad Pod. Here's your host, my dad, Troy Dog. Alright people, welcome to another episode of the Squad Pod, the most listened to podcast on the Vermoto Podcast Network. And uh, joining me today, I have a co-host. It's uh, none other than Rock River Yamaha's Troy Dog Verb athlete, Grant Harlan. What's up, dude? Oh, not much, man. Just dropping mom off at work. You know, we're back after a weekend off. Um, yeah, nothing's really changed a lot, but, you know, we're here. We're ready. That's right. I think I got everything in there. I'm a little, like I said before we went live, I'm a little spotty today, but I think I got everything in the intro right there. I mean, it's yeah. an intro. Yeah, we 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 got a loose program running today. Um, you know, Thanksgiving week's always pretty hectic in my house. I have... Uh, three birthdays. Well, I have a birthday party and then two birthdays. Um, Bub Dog already had his birthday, but we just, it's a mess in November. So Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like way too much going on. Big birthday party tomorrow. He needs to push their birthday back. Yeah, somebody does. And then if you do, it's Christmas and then it's just, you know, just. Yeah, that's why those early birthdays, you know, like specifically April, good month for a birthday. I'll take in August too. You know, August is good. August is is good. You know, it's right before all the holidays, so you know you get out of the way. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Everyone, ha- this November birthday thing, like, just the rest of my life. That's where it's at. Yeah, so, that's tough. It's tough. tough. So that's what I'm going on with. So we're a little late on the pod this week, but we're here still. And you're joining. Um, last episode you were on, we had uh, Dean Wilson as the guest, and dude, it shattered. It shattered records on the the network. Did it? Yes, by a lot. Oh wow! Maybe maybe Dino needs to be a more frequent frequent guest then. From what I'm hearing, do you think you had anything to do with it? Um, maybe about twenty thirty percent of that. Okay. Well, you're on today, and then uh, I haven't announced the guest for today. We also have Bubba Polly coming on to talk about Mad Parts Kawasaki and uh, his life. So, oh, big big moves going on over there. They really do. Um, it's very exciting. I, I mean, I don't know how much you know, Bubba. Do you know him pretty well? Um, I know him a little bit, but like not too well. Just I know more of the writers that have been on his on his team and, and through through his program. So yeah, true. They uh, they're they're going big with Freddie next year, and then I know you're friends with Cartwright. So old wheels, you know, <laughs> back on the program. Yeah, me and uh, news news update for everybody. Me and Cartwright are cool. I actually, I didn't mean to cool guy him at a Supercross this year, but apparently I did. I just didn't know we'd never talked before, and and I didn't know it was him. So, oh, I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing though. So you could have just he was talking to you and Benny, and you could just be like, "Hey, man, this is Josh," and I'm like, "Oh, cool," but just leave me in the dark. Yeah, I'm I'm real bad about that. That's my fault. <laughs> it kind of was. I'm gonna blame it on you. That's my fault. But we'll be better next time. We're cool now, though. I'm. Yeah, big big thanks for them. Um, so we look forward to. He'll be on after you. You know, you're, he's coming in studio. You're in it right now. So yep, yep. You know, in studio. In studio. That's what we do. So we got that, and then you. We haven't talked in like two weeks, so anything new on the recovery? Um, not really. Um, still doing 
the little bit of PP work that I can. And uh, I mean, everything still feels good. So trying to wait it out. Weeks, weeks are starting to move by slower, which sucks, but you know, part of it. Yeah. So we're, yeah, mid November, almost December. Are you where you thought you would be? Or are you a little behind? Or are you, um, I guess, ahead of schedule? I mean, there's there's not really a schedule. Um, like, not being able to do much, you know, strength training or cardio kind of sucks. So, you know, when I am finally released, it, I still feel like we'll, we'll be having to build quite a bit. But um, as far as that, I mean... I would say I'm behind schedule for where I wanted to be in the grand scheme of things, but you know, I can only do what I can do. So, yeah. Yeah, man, that's, uh, it's out of your control. It's such a weird injury. I'm still trying to like figure out how to, how you even heal from that. Like it's, it's wild to me that you still, I I don't know, like can come back as soon as you, you plan on it. That's, that's weird to me. Yeah. I mean, that's just a rough plan too. I think yeah, talking about Phoenix, but um, that's not not really something that I'm like too worried about having to make. You know, mm. if it's you know kind of crunch time and it's like I have to make a decision. You know, depends on how much riding I get in because you know eventually when I do finally start to ride, it's gonna be a couple days, maybe a week or two of outdoors, and then you know I don't know how much time that's gonna leave me for Supercross prep, and um, I'd like to have you know, at least three, four weeks on that, but we'll see. Okay. So maybe, maybe we'll see an Arlington Daytona kind of, kind of come back. Oh, Daytona. We like Daytona. That'd be fit. That'd be a fitting race. Wouldn't it? It would be. I mean, yeah, it's far. It seems far away from now, but spring break, dude, just come on in, come in hot. That's how we do it. Right. Uh, yeah, I just want to get a quick update on you real quick before we got into the news segment. Um, we we talked about this last time you were on, but I've been pumping it up every show. We got the uh, the Vermeto World Mini coming up April 4th through 7th, 2024. Mark your calendars. Um, you racers race. Go race. Racers race. You've raced this um, at Mesquite even, so and you threw up on the line. Yep. So... Don't do that, people. Like, if you go race, do not throw up like hard dog. Nah, see, see, we're in a better place now with the event, so. Yeah, it's probably all that. That won't happen to anyone that goes to races. It's probably It'll all nothing but, nothing but good times, right? Nothing but good times, and it was probably all the Starbucks you drank beforehand. Yeah, I didn't drink coffee back then. I was like six. No. Coffee wasn't a thing in my life, unfortunately. It's weird thinking back to when you were like a kid, because when I met you, you were like 20, and uh, I just figured you were just 20 your whole life. You are just born 20. Dude, I'm still like 15 in my head. Yeah. I'm still, I don't even know. I, I feel like I'm 19 still, but I'm so far past that. Yeah. I'm old now. 30. 33. 30. Yeah. I think I think it's Cade's birthday today. I, I feel like he's 29. But I don't know. I don't want to ask. But... It's Cade's birthday? Yeah. Happy birthday, Cade. I should cold call him. You should. Cold call segment. I think I will after this. Why not? It's his birthday. Why not? Oh, good idea. I'm going to make a note. I'm doing that. 
Okay, stay tuned for a uh, impromptu cold call Cade segment on his birthday. You think it is or yeah. it is? It is his birthday? No, it is his birthday. Oh, okay. 29? I think. God. I could be wrong. He's old. I just know he's I just know he's around 30 and that's tough. It's tough to hear. Grandpa honestly. Grandpa Cade. Grandpa Cade. Wow. Basically the beginning of the end, some may some may say. Or the beginning, because the sport's run by 30-year-olds now. It is. Except, for, except for, like, you and I'm Chase. And showing that. up on the line next to dudes that have been alive double my age, and I'm like, oh, okay. The 450 class just got younger, though, with the with the Lawrence brothers going in. Yeah. I feel like, you know, over the next couple of years, too, um, a lot of these guys that are in their 30s are, you know, going to move on, and you're going to see a bunch of the... Uh, the mid twenties guys take over, take back over, take our sport back. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The the, the older guys are going to phase out here. Yeah, I feel like there's a weird gap between like the the twenty nine to thirty two year old guys and the twenty two to twenty five year old guys. Like, there's nobody that's like really in the middle that's you know dominating. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of like twenty two to twenty five or thirty. You know? It is. It's a weird divide. I've thought about it often. Like Benny's in that like twenty seven age range, twenty six, twenty seven. I think AC is there too. And then Yeah, everyone else is like twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm just in my head I'm always just like, you know, where'd they go? Where'd those guys in that age age group go? And why and why? We, yeah. I mean there's only so many rides, right? Like, the, you got the 30-year-olds that got the rides, and you got the 20-year-olds. So, I'm going to ask Clinton Fowler about this. Give me a list of guys who were in that age group so I can do a little write-up on that because it's interesting. I feel like, like that would be cool because, you know, in that in that, in that age group, there, I mean, there's guys that were good. Very good. What? Interesting. Well, we were on World Mini, and then we got off on that. Yeah, so. well. It's kind of the same thing because all those guys raced it too. That was a huge race back in back in that day. Good segue. Yep, yep. We got a uh, on on the first though. Uh, I need to put this in there. Class list and registration is coming on twelve one, and that is right around the corner. So sign up. Have your mom sign up. Have everybody sign up. We all just need to race this race, and everyone in the world needs to be at the World Mini this year. I think you should race it, Troy. You think? Should I come out of retirement? It's been about mm, since 2017 since I've ridden a dirt bike. Yeah, I think you should race. Just first first time back riding, just show up to World Minis. I've have t- a good time. I've told you how good I am. I've heard. Like, you had to stop riding because you were too good. Like, you would have won everything. And I told you, like, I'd triple everything. And I'm always helping you with riding. And you can see how it's rubbed off on you. Yeah, not troll training. Uh, not them. All Troy. Well, I'm like the the brains behind the scene, you know? I mean, troll training definitely helped, and you obviously put in the work, but, you know, the plan. Just think about the plan. That's true. It's true. Just molding. Molding the riders. That's what I do. See, yeah. No one even... Whenever I say that, everyone just kind of just goes, whatever, dude. Rolls their eyes. They don't, they, they don't know. They don't know what goes on. They don't know. 
hey man, switch your lineup for the whoops. Everyone's going left. I'm watching from home. Like I'm, I got you. Yeah, the like the whoops that look really easy on TV, and then you see them in person, and you're like, there's no way I'm hitting those. Like mm-hmm. just go left. What was that race that went, um at the end of Supercross where I'm like, you need to jump over the tabletop, triple that thing before the finish? What was that? Do you remember that? Was it this year? Yeah, it was like it was like it was like Salt Lake or one of the last races. I'm like, there's only a couple people. There's like a table to landing before the finish, and only a couple people were jumping it. Oh, huh. And I was like, you need to jump that, dude. And you're like, I'm yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't get paid enough to to jump those crazy lines. I I like hitting the lines that get me to the next race on a consistent basis and still give me a good result. Those are the lines that I'm looking for. That's fair, but I'm I'm still there. Like, hey, this is an option. Should probably do it. But I'm glad that sometimes you don't listen to me. You need to get to the next race. You're right. Yeah. Yep. How are we on team previews? Have you caught up on them? Um. Sure. <laughs> I just put a new one out today. Uh, it's AEO Power Sports KTM. I had to rearrange the schedule because I'm a little behind on things, but everyone's going to get a chance to have a team preview. I'm just going to have like three of them this week. So uh, I'm just going to be nonstop riding them this week. Okay. Yeah. I, I remind me and I will check them out. What about, the rem- what about takes Troy dogs takes? Do you read those? No. What about Troy dogs shack? I haven't done too many of those, but that's my regular column. That's not really, always happening. I, I have before, but not recently. Yeah. What about Stu's day? I just did one with Chiz this week about his Stu memories uh-huh. growing up with Chiz or growing up with Stu. I have not seen that. Okay. Go back and read it because these are all great things. And all these listeners that are listening to this pod, go read everything on vermoto.com. Give us clicks, read all this great content we're putting out and read, read all the good content, not Slaw's content. You can click on it, just maybe not, maybe browse through it. Don't, but read mine word for word. Yeah, like, like click on every article, but like read Troy specifically, just so that like they all get clicks, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Slaw's back on the poop list, dude. He did not have a good week with me this week. He uh, just dropped the ball and just was kind of not caring about the things I was saying. So he's out unbelievable yeah it was bad like i hate to harp on it because we'll have we'll have like one step forward and 10 steps backwards and yeah what's what's the one thing that slaw does there's one thing he does that i do like um the uh the predictions sladdictions or sladdictions yeah i do i do appreciate those that's good You you read something that's on verb yeah I think I think you guys I think you guys need to, to do like your predictions and his predictions and then compare them after the races and then see who's 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 more right. Oh, that's a good that's idea. Like, cool. That's a really I good like, idea. How about competition, like who gets more right for like the year, and then winner gets the AMA uh, Media Member of the Year award. Yeah, but like they can't just be like. Ah, uh, like Jet Lawrence is gonna win a race, you know, 
it's got to be some, you got to throw some crazy ones in there. That way it's, you know, when they do actually come true, it's like, wow, like, you know, I didn't actually expect that, but we got it. I see what you mean. You can't just make it so predictable. You have to have it just an outlandish one that you land. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll take noted. I'm noting that right now in my notes here. Um, these are all great things. I'm, I'm so glad that we have, you know, you on, on board. Yeah. I have some good ideas here and there. Yeah. It's good. Um, so yeah. Okay. I have on news here. We broke the record last week or two weeks ago on the, uh, the pod with Dino. So that was awesome. So that's why you're back. Was, was that, was that pod after the world supercross race or before? It was, I think it came out the day before. Yeah, the day before. Oh, imagine imagine that had come out the day after. What was weird about that pod, though, is we got most of the listens in that, that one day. Like, we broke the record within the 24-hour period. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that would have been, that would have been a, a, a really good pod to have, like, the day after. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, because none of that happened yet. Otherwise, I'd have been like, hey, uh, you know, what about, did we talk about Vince Freese yet? You know, but we didn't. So. Yeah, I mean, Dino breaking records and just hadn't even hadn't even had something to talk about yet. Oh. Imagine the records after that would have been nuts. I will say that he did, like, he just won Australia. That He's been on a heater since he's been on the show. So He has. He has. So not saying that Bubba Polly, Bubba Polly might have the same thing happen to him, you know, or everyone else who comes on the show. This might be like an effect. Is this is this like the off season of Dino? Like yeah, you know, it's like the summer of Rod Bell, you know, a couple <laughs> years ago. It's the off season of Dino. You love to see it though, because he's been through so many injuries, and he's just just Dean, man. Like he's everybody I'm, loves him. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm too. Kind of maybe filling for Brayton because Brayton's kind of phasing out of his little little, um, you know, he does Australian Supercross and then Supercross, just nice schedule. Maybe Dino slides right in there. I think I think he's a good fit. He's racing AMA Supercross again, right? I believe so. Yeah. Dang, another year of Dino. <laughs> yeah, another one of them, the older guys that you just can't get away from. Just can't get away from him, man. No. Let's Going see. All this experience, it's tough. Um, it was it was. It, hey, well, before we go into this, we are not going to break any news on the um the uh, T Dog Squad twenty twenty four program yet. That press release is coming out next week, and um, you know we we're having a big big announcement on the pod next week. So okay, but we need to we need to talk about signing day. It just happened. Was that yesterday? No, it was two days ago. Two days ago. Was it two days ago? Yeah. Feels like yesterday. Wednesday was signing day. Sent everyone their agreements. We have two new guys to add to the squad. And we have a team manager for next year. That's all I'm going to say. Don't mention any names. You know what's going on. But how excited are you? Um, I think the uh, the team manager spot was, was filled by a good guy. Um, I think he'll, he'll bring a lot to the program. Um. I feel like the, the listeners will agree when they when they hear. Um, so stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know why. I mean, every year this thing grows, and I don't even know 
why it's taking this long to get a team manager. Like, I can't do all this stuff. I don't have all the wisdom like I think I do. This guy's going to fill that void. I mean, I think so. He's going to... I don't know I don't know what his role is yet, like, as team manager, but, you know, I think, I think we'll figure that out as we go. He's just going to be there for wisdom, support. You guys have a question. He's just there, you know? He's... What do team managers do? They make decisions and they they help the people, you know? Yeah. I guess so. We'll see. <laughs> he sounds so excited. This guy's been there and done that. Bought a lot of pressure on this guy. Oh, huge pressure. Yeah. He was down for it though. I'm in. So we're we're excited for that. It's gonna be a good we season. Are. Really good season. So we got that coming up. Next week's the big announcement. We're going to have a big segment on the show. And um, I'm trying to book the, the Supercross God Voice guy to do some work. I'm not having any luck. So yeah. we might have a fill-in. Oh. Yeah. Stay tuned. It'll be good. Okay. Stay tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. But, yeah, um... I mean, if people don't know, you you already did sign, so we're. I I just feel like that's expected at this point. I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's any. That's kind of like your guest on here, and we're not breaking any news there. I feel like people just understand that's what's happening. Yeah, we're we're stick, we're sticking with it. It's worked so far. Yeah. Hey, any any comment on that? Nope. Nope. Okay. Guts Racing Power Rankings. Let's do this thing. We got, uh, last week we did 250 silly season moves, the top ones. And now this week we're doing 450 class. Uh, let's see. Uh, for 33 years, Guts Racing has prided themselves on being the innovators in seat technology. If you're looking for a comfortable and stylish place to park your end on your dirt bike, then look no further. Guts carries an extensive product line of seat covers and foam no matter what you ride. Use the promo code VERB20 at checkout to save on your order. And Hard Dog here is a Guts Racing athlete. Sure am. And they have tall seats, soft seats, hard seats. I found out last week that Yoder likes to run a concrete-like seat. Really? Yeah. I learned uh, that. What what kind of compound do you run? Uh, personally, I I like the stock feel. Um, you know, it, it it's got some got some hold up to it, but you know, it doesn't. You know, you're not. It doesn't feel like you're sitting on a piece of concrete. You know, it, it does give a little bit for those choppy ruts and, and bumps. Um, and uh, unfortunately, you know, a guy like me doesn't really need need a tall seat, but um, it is a great option for for the guys that do need them. Yeah, yeah, and they have 17 colors that you can customize your seat with. All the ribs, like uh, you, Guts Racing, has everything you need. And uh, we thank them for coming aboard. The Guts Racing Power Rankings. It's pretty much... I can't go to a race or, like, go a week without someone talking about the Guts Racing Power Rankings. People, like, seem to really like this. They love them. Yeah. This this off-season stuff's kind of hard because everyone's in boot camp, so we've been trying to come up with different different things, and so far it's 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 worked pretty well. So... What do you mean, what do you, what do you mean by, by, by all that? Explain that to me. Well, like, usually we... we we have people on there, like um, like a weekly list of top ten people making moves in the sport. But everyone's like in boot camp now and and being 
boring. You know, there's working out and riding. So yeah, we're just kind of coming up like this week, silly season moves, best of 450 class, just to get people debating, you know? Yeah. Although, you know, like we were talking about a little bit ago, like there's not been a whole lot of silly season moves in the 450 class that, you know, we're, we're super big. Like there's, there's a couple, but not many compared to, to normal. Not a lot of guys moving around. No, but they're big ones. Like they, they are big ones, but they're, like you said, they're just re-upping and that, that counts too. It's a silly season move. They re-signed a new deal. So I, mean, I guess so, but like the, the guys that did move are like big news and then there's, there's only a couple. I feel like, I feel like in years past you've had guys, you know, kind of moving around from team to team or, you know, swapping teams and like, I feel like, what was it like 21 or 22? Like these are just going everywhere. Yeah, it's true. It's been a little quiet season. I mean, and the, the ones we do know we've known about, like it was not a very good kept secret. It was not. Like, I think we heard, we heard about Sexton going to KTM last August. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wasn't even done with outdoors yet last year. And as I was like, all right, Chase Sexton, KTM 2024. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's like, what? So you, you want to go first with your first pick? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Chase Sexton, um, Chase Sexton to KTM, probably the, the biggest move. Mm-hmm. Um, out of everyone, two fifty and four fifty. Um, like you said, we we've we've heard about it for a long time now, but you know it's still a big move. He's been on Honda since his last year or two amateur. Um, so going from from Honda to a completely different frame with the steel frame KTM. Um, it's a it's a big move, but I think it'll work out for him. That's who I had as well. So clean slate. He starts with a new team, new bike. Where do you see him finishing? Does this make him into a superhuman, or is it uh, kind of a kind of a, a hard not not really like a hard transition? But is he going to be doing a lot of testing early on, or you think everything will be sorted come Anaheim one? Um, I think I think there's going to be some growing pains, as there usually is when you get on a new motorcycle. Like I said, he was on Honda for as long as he was. So um, as much as the bike changed with you know the years as they do you know it's still on to um so getting on a, a completely different chassis um steel compared to aluminum is going to be a, a bit of a challenge i mean maybe not for him he, he is superhuman but um you know there are there are going to be some things he, he struggled with with that compared to the steel or the aluminum um but i think i think he'll figure it out i do too yeah it's an interesting thing um Obviously, very cool. He's switching to number four, and you're taking his numbered for next year, which is also cool. I am, yeah. yeah. Um, not sure, not sure how we got a how we, how we got number twenty three, but you know we'll take it. A lot of a lot of good guys ran that number, from what I know. So, I think we need to I think we need to do something big with with running that number. You know, maybe get a win or something. Dude, that'd be so. Just beat that guy or Chase. Yeah. I, you know? I mean, definitely legitimate legitimate i don't know i can't even say the word right now legitimizes you as a, a professional racer you're you're top tier it moves you to top tier when you're in the 20s like it just does yeah it's cool it's definitely very cool i just i just need to chase x in jersey now <laughs> just run his jersey 
Yeah. Or, you know, put her up on the wall or something, you know. Oh, we're, yeah. We're basically, we're basically the same guy, you know. Yeah, you guys should do a jersey swap or something like the NBA players do. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I, I maybe would just retire after that. I'd be like, all right, cool. Just be done. Yeah. You raced him growing up, didn't you? Um, No, he was always like the age group right above me. Um, I think I'd like I think maybe eighty fives or super minis. We you know we're on the same track together, but um, there wasn't a whole lot of racing going on. Interesting. Okay, so you've kind of always a little bit a little bit ahead, even back in those days. Yeah, but it's weird because he's only a year older than me, or a year and a half. I think what he's twenty four now, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, so it's almost two years. So true for the most for the most part, he was always kind of the group ahead of me. Like he was on the the younger half of the group ahead of me. Okay. That makes sense. Who do you have at number two? Um, probably gonna go with Cooper Webb. Um, leaving the KTM brand that he's won his uh, two four fifty Supercross champions championships with to uh, go back to star racing. Um, I would honestly say that the SNX wasn't a huge success for him, but. He's also he's also a grinder, so um, I think when once we get to you know round three or four, um, he's gonna show back up and, and get a couple wins. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he does against the uh, the youngsters, Jet and Chase. Yeah, what's interesting about Webb, I actually have him as number two, and I mean for good reason, but. What's interesting about his story is okay, we've seen him on the bike. The overall excitement's over of him you know, jumping to the team that brought him up. He also uh, was kind of making a run for the Supercross championship. I think a lot of people forget about that before his uh, head injury at Nashville. So he's a gamer, man, and it's like how much better can he get on the Yamaha? Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to be a situation where he gets better, um, but maybe he gets some of that, that fire back, you know, where he does, he he's he's in a situation where he can win, you know, at the at the end of the at the end of the stretch. Um, like you said, he was close this year, but I still think you know if you kind of ignore that that head injury and you ignore the Achilles injury for Eli, you know, I think Eli still cruises home. But you know, he was still in it, even with the struggles he had in the year. Um, so maybe. Maybe he does get a little bit better, or maybe he stays kind of the same and um, is just that guy that you know sneaks up at the end of the races. It's so it's weird. That, so, yeah, it's just so weird that Webb and Tomac are teammates right now. Yeah, you normally you don't see two guys that you know are championship guys on the same team together, but that's what summer racing does. Bike of the year. Bike of the year. Uh, Yamaha sponsors True Dogs Takes, everybody. So I'm also on the bike of the year. As, as As are you. So we're all Blue Crew. Blue Crew. Bike of the year. Yeah, bike of the year. Okay, number three. Who do you got? Um, def- definitely, definitely low down there on the, on the rankings. Um, you know, was, was kind of teammates with them this past year at the, uh, on the Rock River team. Um, 
got got signed to a factory ride. Um, Benny Boss on the uh, on the beta. You love to see it, and I love I love saying beta. Is it beta or is it beta? I love beta. <laughs> really, just gets me going. Yeah, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, you love to see that. I mean, Benny's your buddy. You guys became friends this year. Um, good vibes always around Benny. Good dude. Good vibes. I think the coolest part about this deal was um, him saying about a year, maybe, yeah, a year ago to me on the pod, well, before I had a pod, in an interview, he said, if I don't get anything, I'm, I'm basically just going to call it, I'm going to be done. Yeah, I mean, even before he got it, like, in the Supercross this year, he was kind of on that same same train of, like, you know, there's really no point if you don't have, you know, a good a good ride or, you know, income besides showing up to the races so yeah it's cool it's something like that at a you know turning point a turning point of his career benny's a horrible singer like just god awful uh the people don't know that but like he's always singing and he's just the worst out of it do you have any comments on that i've never heard him sing before in my life he was singing around you at the races all year was he <laughs> yeah that's how bad it is you think he's just talking to you loud and it's like no he's just singing Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's horrific. Yeah, people don't know that. He's awful. And I think he really likes Taylor Swift right now. He's a Swifty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big Chiefs fan. Um, and Benny. Yeah. Um, he, he, is, he is from that area, so I'll, I'll give him the, uh, the credibility of, of being a fan. But, man, can't stand him. No. So he's, he's probably going to be singing a lot of Taylor Swift, and you won't have to deal with that. So that'll be good. Yeah. Colt stuck with that. Poor guy. Yeah, poor Colt, man. We're going to check in on him, see how that is. Uh, but, yeah, dude, he's cruising on the on the beta. Is, whatever yeah, it is, beta, 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 we're going to get to the bottom of that. It's it's beta in Europe, beta over here. Okay. But I like saying beta. He's cruising. The, the instant bangers he puts up, ripping. Yeah, I mean, he looks good on the bike, from, from what I know, talking to him. He really likes it, so... Um, I feel like I feel like we could see a top ten out of him, a one. Just I, throwing that out there. I, I I'm definitely on board with that. He's you know a kind of dark horse. No one's really knows what to expect from from the the beta. So, but it's Benny. Yeah. He's solid and and he's very fast and he's got great supercross skills. Yeah, I told him I, I told him he'll be good if he just doesn't loop out this year. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't think that was as funny as I did, but you know, whatever. No, I, I like. I like that. We need, we need to get. Once I figure out this like three way call thing, you, Benny, and me on one of these pods would be phenomenal. It would be. You wouldn't know what to do. No, as long as he doesn't sing. Yeah, maybe maybe have him sign like a contract that he can't do that. Like, dude, you can't come on here and sing. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I'm glad he signed though. Factory deal. You know, he's good at testing bikes. It's just a good deal for him in general, and exciting for. The sport because it's another manufacturer added to the mix. I agree. We got we got two of them this year. I know, and then what? Two more on the horizon. Ducati and yeah. Who am I missing? No, I think it's just Ducati. It's Ducati. It's just so many things yeah. going on. All right, all right, Troy. Who's your third? Okay, I got I got Hunter Lawrence moving up to four fifty class. Got I know. I, I know it was kind of like, you know, like that's not really like a 
ground shaker. But hear me out because, you know, at, at Nashville, I think I heard some rumors of him like just moving up full time. I think there was some talk of him going back down to 250SX and then moving up full time 450. But they're like, now he's done. And I think I heard that at Nashville. So him moving up, this is uh, big for him. Like moving up to the, the 450, he's going to be a contender for the podium like right away. That's the way I feel. Um, I, I got to disagree there a little bit. Um, I think he'll be more of a five to 10 guy early on, uh, with the potential for podiums, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I see it. He's going to be a thorn in his brother's side for many years. I like, this is a good move. He's one of them guys that's in that, that range you were talking about. I think he's what, 24 now. So no, he's 25. I don't know. He's he's older than you think. Yeah. Huh. So moving up 450, he's got, you know, the the way he rides the bike, it's going to benefit him. He's smooth. He's got the abilities, man. He can, I honestly think he could win right away. I'm actually seeing a, a, Starling, a Starling tweet right here that says Hunter looks really good. So Shock. That's a shock. Didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, I just I just don't know where where he fits in yet. Um, haven't really seen in him on the 450 yet. I guess this weekend in Paris will be a a good judge of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just you know I, I feel like with Jet you can kind of you I felt like you could expect it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Hunter's not quite as flashy with the with the speed, and I mean they I mean they're basically identical looking on the bike. Maybe Jet's a little bit taller, but. Um, Otherwise, those those two are pretty identical, but I just feel like Jet kind of had just that little bit of flashy edge that, you know, you see him move up and you're like, oh, yeah, he's got it. Right. I, I'm still waiting to see that from Hunter, at least at least in a race. Yeah, but it's a it's a clean slate, you know, clean. You know, you can start. He stays healthy and continues on the path like it's just it's it's rare you get a guy that can can make an impact right away, and I feel like he's on that list of guys who can. Yeah, I, I, I for sure put him top 10 to top 5. Um, yeah. I just I just don't know if he's got the got enough to to beat Jet, beat Chase, beat Eli off, off the bat just yet. But I feel like as the year goes on, um, if he stays healthy, I think, I think you'll see him up there more towards the end of the year, but Right off the bat, I feel like you're gonna he's he's gonna have to work into it a little bit more. Outdoors will come a little easier. Outdoors will come easier. Um, plus, I would give like you know comparing the, the two brothers, you know, you give Jed a little bit of an advantage because he had a full summer on the 450. He had Motocross of Nations on the 450. You know, he's raced it, so you know he's got a little bit more experience, I guess, on the bike. Mm-hmm going into Supercross. Because um, everyone, like, you know, racing a 450 in Supercross is completely different than the 250. You know, that thing can get away from you at any time. Um, and it's, 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 it's a brutal, brutal experience. So um, I think Jet having the experience of racing outdoors gives them that advantage over, over Hunter, along with the guys that they're racing. So um, I don't know, man, I'm excited. Me too. It's gonna be a good year. Like it's a you, you you nailed it all right there. Like it's it's great insight. 
That's why your co-hosts in studio, like that's why we're going to keep doing this because, you know, you're, you're racing with them and, um, you know, it's, you see a different perspective, of course, because you're right in there. So I don't know Watch, he's just, he's going to show up and get like second or third at the first race. And I'm going to look stupid. So, <laughs> and then I'm going to say, I told you so, bro. Yep. Yep. Watch, watch on our launch podium. First race calling it. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. Anaheim one's always weird. True. So that's kind of it, man. Like that's you know guts racing. Thank you for coming on board. Use the code verb twenty at checkout to save. And uh, another that's a wrap on another awesome power ranking segment. Okay. I, I agree. Um, and I'm I'm getting hungry. It's almost yeah, you one go. o'clock here. I haven't had any food, so you go eat, bro. I kept you longer than I thought. So yeah, well, we had a lot of good discussions. <laughs> we did a lot of good insight. We always do that. Um, yeah, Bubba Polly's coming up next. And then uh, I might cold call Cade. I would do that. Wish him a happy birthday. Um, tell him he's old or something. I'll do both. Ask, if, if, he, if he answers, ask him about the photo. What photo? Just ask him. Oh, he'll know what it means? Oh, he'll know. Okay, the photo. He's, he's not happy. <laughs> Can you add any more insight? I cannot. Okay, we'll have to ask him for that then. All right. All right. Grant Harlan, everybody. The leading, well, the original Troy Dog Squad. And leading. I like that. I like leading. Well, leading the top, like the original, like you led the charge for what the program is today. Yep. That's what I, I like meant. that. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Thanks for your time, dude. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. We'll keep in touch. All right, buddy. See ya. Later. All right. Let's do it. Let's have an impromptu cold call Cade segment. Our dog says it's his birthday, so let's give this man a call and wish him a happy one. Okay, that wasn't on him. That was a call failed. He did not hang up. It did sound like he hung up on me, though, but my screen says call failed. So should we call back or let him call back? Let's let's call him back. Let's try that again. He probably doesn't have service. It sounds horrible. Yeah, is it is it? Can you hear me? Ah, oh, man, we're going to have to call back. All right, we're going to call him back. Okay, well, we're going to call him back in about, and try a little bit, so hang tight. Also, fun fact, he did text back. It says, I did answer. But man, his, he's right. His service is horrible. I, I gave him, I gave him a hard time for it, but yeah, that's, that's trash. All right, I'm going to try one more time. We'll try one more time. If not, we'll move on with the segment. Maybe we can just get a happy birthday in there quickly. He's got to have service here soon. Like, come on. He's got to have service. Hello, Troy. Yeah, that's horrible. You, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, you're you're right. I gave you a hard time about the, the service thing, but that's horrible. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, I, I mean, if you call me back in like 10 or 15 minutes, I'll have service. 
It's cool. I just, uh, I heard from a little birdie that it was your birthday today and we had to do a cold call segment for that. Oh, it is. Yes, thank you. So just know that, that all your other media outlets, they don't give you a call on your birthday. Just us a verb. Um, I mean, you're wrong, but yeah. I mean, you're, you're literally third to the party. Okay. That's a podium. You, you did podium, so that's cool. Was it a text or a call? One call, one text. Okay, so I'm second. Calls count. Okay. They did it without needing recognition. Um, yeah, well, your birthday's not on the interweb. I can't find it anywhere, and I didn't know. You don't know what my birthday I'm a, is. I'm a top secret spy, bro. That's why. You don't know what my birthday is either. I mean, that is true. So now we learn from this. We move on. Um, bro, I need to know. I need. I'm trying to figure out the runs in text. Trying to figure yeah, out. Uh, dude, you figure out what? The guy who runs the no context moto Instagram. You don't know what I'm talking about? The page? Oh, um, I think I've seen it come up a couple times. I, I don't know though. I can try to find out. Dude, I need to know. Why are you using this platform right now to, to why are you using that cold call Cade segment for this right now? We don't know who that is. Uh, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. Well why are you using your valuable cold call Cade segment to, to ask about that guy? This is a mess. This is this <laughs> This is this is what Vermoto brings you people. He can't even hear me anymore. It's horrible. This is... Oh, my gosh. All right, that's it, guys. That's the cold call Cade segment. That's how we're going to wrap it up. We'll try again. Your call has been... For- we'll, we'll, we'll try again next next time. We, we got the happy birthday in, and he asked me about somebody else. So, I, you know... You win and lose with Cade, you know. I didn't get to ask about the photo. I wanted to ask about the photo. That's why I called him back. But yeah, that's just, you know, casual Cade conversation. You never know where it's going to go. And um, he needs to really get a cell tower by him because this is, this is unacceptable. You know, I thought it was I thought it was personal thing. Now it's just uh, he lives in the woods or something. He lives in the middle of nowhere. If he calls back, we'll put him on the show. If not, it was a good run. Cold Call Cade segment. We're still looking for sponsors. Let me know. It's, I mean, just, as you see, this is a wonderful segment. Like, it's so good. So let's keep it around. All right, that'll do it. Up next is Bubba Pauly. And we're going to talk about Mad Parts Kawasaki, Freddie Noren, Josh Cartwright, and uh, everything they got going on over at that team. It's a team on the rise. So enjoy. All right, on the phone, joining me on the squad pod is none other than Mad Parts Kawasaki's team owner, uh, team manager, everything guy, Bubba Pauly. What's up? Oh, just finished up a day's worth of work here in Illinois. It's uh, middle of November, 70 degrees today, so taking advantage of it for sure. Yeah, what's what's with this weather now? It's going to turn for the worst, I think, but uh, we'll take it. 
Yeah, I hope I hope not. I mean, even at this point, mid November, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take seventy degrees right now. So this this part of the country, you never know when we'll have to dive south for some training. But uh, we're, we're pretty blessed being here right now. Yeah, true. Do you have um? Well, let's get into the team for a minute. I want to talk about um coming up. You signed uh Freddie Norn this year. You also have Josh Cartwright. You didn't announce the third rider yet. Can we have an exclusive? Yeah. Can we can we uh, please tell the people? You might be listening to him. I don't know. I can't say too much, but <laughs> are, are we sh- um, are we sure it's is, is that happening? Are we back? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I've been. It was a crazy year, you know, injury and stuff, and just a lot of uncertainty coming back off that injury, not really knowing, you know, if I would be able to compete at this level again, just function my hand and stuff, and you know, push push pretty hard early on, and you know, made it made it happen. So, I'm back training right now. Uh, I've been doing a lot of testing for the team and myself, obviously, and, and getting my butt back into shape on super fast track. So, um, I was doing a lot of local riding and racing and stuff throughout the summer, motocross and stuff, and then. Uh, was it right after my wedding? Um, so it was just over a month ago. Started riding Supercross again. It was the first time I've been on a Supercross track since Indianapolis when I had that injury in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really fully know, you know, how the loads were going to handle, you know, um, how my hand was going to handle the loads and the, the G-forces and just the torque and everything on that. And uh, started off a little rusty, but I'm uh, feeling pretty, str- pretty strong and solid now. With the way that it is, is that do you have to ride with a, like any prosthetic or anything, or is it good to go? Uh, so I did have a, a piece there that that helped kind of with the reach around and have that extra leverage there with my thumb, but unfortunately, um, it didn't it didn't feel very well when it came to jumping. Uh, just kind of created some leverage like in my wrist, you know, the way it kind of mounted there, and I was like, you know, I just kind of feel like I made the wrong move right now. This is potentially gonna break my wrist or you know <laughs> cause some more damage you know so it's obviously it's not natural so i was like i just need to suck it up and learn how to do it without this so i do have a like a silicone cover that, that goes over um the piece of my thumb that that i got left there so because the nerves were basically just shredded through there so the nerves are pretty sensitive so i have to ride with that which actually fills up some of that space and between my thumb and my index finger so so there's actually less space to grip there when i have that on there so um the worst thing i deal with right now is actually overcompensating with my right hand so my right arm is getting tired more than my left i can't really hold on tight enough with my left but that keeps it relaxed so (laughs) i'm doing too much work with my right hand now so i need to figure out a way to get that more relaxed but but uh today we did some some longer motos did a 22 minute moto to finish up and um you know i was still pretty strong at the end so uh Obviously, I got tight, but normally I never, I've never dealt with arm pump my whole career, so it's kind of the first time I'm dealing with that, so it's a little different. Well, that's way better news than what I thought. I mean, I, I've seen you do some some local stuff here and there, but um, you know that was that was an early injury, and to come back from from that and look, you, you wear a lot of hats building this team. Uh, we've talked in the past, you know, organically, um, but this is this year it's pretty massive. You guys have taken on Supercross and Motocross. Um, you know, you got Jonesboro cycle back in your mad parts, uh, kind of explain what those two entities are and how you got involved with them. 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's obviously this team grew pretty organically over the years, and this year you mentioned, you know, it's a big step. And uh, really for me, this year's actually been the easiest year it's been in a long time because, of, you know, we built our way up to this point, and I got some really good people working with us. Uh, you know, Ryan Kuhn's been working with me for the long time, doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And then I hired Derek Rankin as a crew chief. Uh, obviously, he's wearing a lot of hats, too. So he's doing more than just crew chief. But, um, you know, he went through and basically managing all the equipment all the way through, all the riders and, and everything there and he's helping with a lot of a lot of the back end work as well so um and then you know so in our early stages of the team you know jonesboro cycle and, and madparts.com you know madparts.com online retailer jonesboro cycles their brick and mortar store they're a 185,000 square foot dealership they're in just outside of jonesboro arkansas uh, they sell all the brands a massive store the owners are super passionate about the about racing and, and supporting us so uh you know they stepped up over the years and we're just you know they're growing with us uh it's awesome to have the the resources that those guys have and and the interest there so um but but like i said it's just been one step at a time um but but growing with the brands and the partners and everything that we have is has made it so much easier as well so um you know we don't ever bite off more than we can chew just uh you know this year the the next move was contract the riders full-time typically we've just done supercross only so this year we're adding the motocross um, but if you take a step back, uh, rewind a little bit in the summer of 23, I started talking with Derek Rankin, who most people know he's, he's been around for a while mechanic and he served as crew chief, uh, a different team and he's won some races. He was Christian Craig's mechanic. And, uh, so he's very smart. He's from, um, Evansville, Indiana area. So he's pretty local to me, just about two hours away. So worked out well he was able to kind of move back home and but work here you know during the week and stuff with us so that's been awesome but but he's good friends with colt nichols and uh most people know colt nichols raced our bike at the uh the last four races iron man and then the smx races he was between contracts and um so you know of course jonesboro cycle madparts.com you know stepped up and helped us support colt you know use the motorcycle the rig everything colt brought some suspension stuff along the way uh from his end but uh, you know, we had the, the effort going for that. And then Josh Cartwright, who's now with the team, you know, we supported him as well for those races. Uh, the main effort was obviously was for Colt. Um, you know, Colt got fifth in the last race. Uh, he was right closing the door on Cincerillo and, and Webb there. So he was just a few steps away from podium, which was been pretty cool. But, um, his best 450 finish was a fourth this year in Supercross on the factory Honda. So we were really hoping that, you know, he could just kind of push at least tie his best, but, but Hey, you know, we'll take that on a relatively production based motorcycle. He's able to get fifth there, right there with all the factory guys. So, so that was pretty cool. And that, that kind of opened our eyes a little bit more on, you know, obviously working with a championship caliber guy, you know, Colts won 250 championship just a few years ago. He's been factory teams whole career. Uh, so that helped us learn and see, you know, really focus on what we need to do. And then also just those other races, you know, I, I've raced outdoors, everybody part of the teams race outdoors, but we've never done it together. So it was good to walk through those motions. And, you know, we did Ironman, Derek was there and myself and the rest of the crew and you know that was really good uh obviously like i said the next step is to to sign contract the riders for a full calendar year you know sponsors are, are looking for that too and and we've proved ourselves year after year and you know um like i said we're just we're growing taking the right steps at the right time and, and growing and working with the people that have been with us uh you know from the beginning really yeah it's awesome and i saw this your instagram post from earlier this week uh you did a tour of the the new facility you said they just built 
the last time we talked, you said they were building it, and I think you just were able to tour it and you put up some photos of it. That place is massive. Yeah, so they uh, they actually moved into that facility at the end of March this year. So for us during Supercross, it made it pretty hectic. The the two owners Ben and Hemet over there, uh, they didn't they weren't able to come to any Supercross races this year because they were you know moving into that facility and that's it's obviously it's you know it's bigger than a super walmart you know it's massive it's a, i think the i believe it's the second largest power sports dealer in the nation so um which if that's in the u.s that's probably the world i mean i could be wrong but yeah. it's it's literally mind-blowing uh my mechanic bailey etzel was with us the other day when we were down there filming some tv commercials for them and he walked in and there's another really big dealer up in like our area in St. Louis, and he goes, "Wow, this place makes that look like nothing." And I'm like, "Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's mind blowing." And they have a restaurant in the store, and they're going to build uh, a future plans to build a motocross track out there, and uh, a big lake to demo watercraft and everything. Also, it's it's truly a destination dealer. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I got to check that place out. That's not too far from me. It sounds like a nice place to just go check out and see, even if you're not not in the market to buy anything. Just you know, get some food and check it out. Yeah, I mean, they're even their their parts, their parts section, parts and apparel, accessories, and all that stuff. I mean, it's you're it's it's just massive. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And some of the boats, even I'm not a boat guy, but some of the boats they've sit on the showroom floor and they're like inside. I'm just like, wow. Like you know, if I had a lot of extra money laying around, like I'd be buying one of those boats because they're pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah. So back to um. That, that Instagram post, you, you were at a school the other day, right? Yeah, so we uh, we went down there. We had a, a TV commercials that we were filming for them. And then uh, we did a, a kind of a local outreach thing. We went to a local elementary school, um, signed some posters, and, you know, just kind of rode around the parking lot for the kids and stuff. And that was way cooler than I expected. Um, I, I've done stuff like that before, but, you know, we had 160 kids lying in the edge of the, the parking lot there, and every single one of them was just screaming and jumping up and down for watching me ride through the parking lot. Like, I did a wheelie <laughs> and high fives and stuff and just kind of rev the bike a couple times. It was it was really nothing for me, but, like, it was incredible. I Their excitement level, like, I knew they'd be excited, obviously, but... I didn't expect it to be that much. Like, I mean, it was kindergarten through fourth grade. So those kids got a lot of energy anyway, but, um, but it was cool. You know, that's a big mission of mine is obviously, you know, grow the sport of motocross and and be a a good ambassador and reaching out to, to kids that, you know, maybe don't know about it. I think there's a couple riders from their school, but you know, most kids are like, wow, it's the first time they've ever seen that. So to be a good role model and influence and obviously tie that back to the local store and dealership that, it supports us, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, making a difference and stuff. So, uh, so that was super cool. We had a little meet and greet at the dealership afterwards and had some other kids from other areas come out that they heard I was going to be out there and stuff and just spend some time with, with obviously all those kids that look up to you. And I remember back when I was their age and I cried when I couldn't get James Stewart's autograph at St. Louis Supercross because the, the autograph session ended. And, uh, I was just like, man, I never, ever, want to see a kid you know let down and obviously it's not james stewart's fault it's just the rules but i didn't understand that at the time so yeah <laughs> that yeah. was cool giving back yeah i was like looking at him like man all we had was like a magic show back in the day and it's like if bubba Polly came to my school doing wheelies i'd be stoked <laughs> yeah so we're actually uh working with uh 
working with the creative director um, and the community outreach planner at the, at the dealership. They have somebody in that role and uh, working on, on trying to do some more stuff with the schools, not just that school, but other local schools to them. And, um, you know, just some, some more interaction and stuff and, you know, kind of help, uh, you know, influence the kids in, in a positive light. And I remember when I was in fifth grade, I just started racing and I remember my teacher told me that, uh, you need to stop riding dirt bikes. You're never going to do anything with that. All you're going to do is get hurt. And, uh, well, she was right on some of that, but not all. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, definitely got hurt. But, um, you know, I just, I'm 30 this year and I'm racing motorcycles for a living and I was able to establish a business and I have, you know, a, a good group of people working for that business. And ultimately the future's, future's bright. You know, I'm on, you know, when I'm done racing, you know, I want to continue that and, uh, built myself a path when I'm when I'm all done with the, the part that I love so much right on dude you're a good ambassador but I, I want to so like okay I should have done some more research on it I know Freddie's indoors and out Cartwright's indoors and out as well um Josh Cartwright's contract right now is just for um Supercross and he's he's not really he's never really actually even raced the pro national he's raced up in Canada before but right. he raced the U.S. national so he said he would like to do some um, throughout the summer, but not really like desired by him. So um, it, I do have an extension clause on the contract mm-hmm. um, that we could potentially do some outdoors, but I'm, more than likely, I'm sure he'll probably want to do one or two. You know, maybe the SMX stuff comes into play, but uh, obviously, if you need to score, score a certain amount of points, you know, he's going to need to be committed to that. But, um, so the, the, the main focus for the outdoors, obviously is Freddie. Um, you know, he's a top 10 guy in the outdoors. He was eighth overall this year. And, you know, we want to, we want to try to make sure he can do better than that. Um, moving forward in 2024. So, you know, we really want to, being that it's our first year doing outdoors, we want to try to keep the focus on obviously the, the high level there. So, which, you know, in this sport, anything can change at any point. So you can try all you want. And sometimes at the end of the day, it just doesn't work out. But I um, want to make sure that we're doing everything right through that. And there, there's a possibility, you know, we could support another rider um, along the way. But right now, the main focus is, is Freddie. Man, Freddie's coming off. I think he tied his best year ever. I was doing some research on, on him for a story. And it's just, you know, he's, he's older now, but he's just coming off the best year ever. And, I mean... It's a, you can't find a nicer guy than Freddie. Every time I'm at the races, he's always trying to give me everything and, like, hand out all the food that he's got. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm just here to talk. But, like, this is a big year for Freddie, too, because, um, you know, indoors and out. He's now number 22, big shoes to fill. Um, good program behind him. Like, it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people, obviously, last year our, our contract with Freddie was just for Supercross. And uh, so – People often, you know, just remember the last race. So, you know, he did ride Suzuki throughout the summer. Uh, he did have his best Supercross season last year, and he was, you know, really excited to come back. And, you know, that deal, obviously, we weren't committed to doing outdoors. So, you know, I told him, you know, hey, take what you can get. You know, you're a free agent at this point uh, when the season was over. So, uh, but being a part of his best Supercross season last year and growing and just building on what we did is, is going to be big. And he's worked with Derek Rankin. Uh, in the past, they get along really well together. Uh, so that's it's it's awesome for him to come back to our team, be here for a full year. Obviously, running number twenty-two, the majority of people at Supercross are probably going to think it's Chad Reed came back. You know, which I don't care. It's more attention to us, right? For sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, 
so yeah it's it's very cool um you know he's obviously one of the, the nicest guys um so it's it's great to work with freddie uh he was the only rider in 2023 to complete compete at all 31 races um the only rider <laughs> so that's that's big uh and freddie is ever finished an entire season prior so uh to come over here and you know obviously i don't want to take credit for that but we did have a talk uh it was right about a year ago now and i had a 104 consecutive supercross start streak um that i was part of obviously you know not main event starts but um the only one longer than that at the time was tomac and he i missed a race i tore my aco and he missed the last race last year just a few rounds later so um uh, but i was talking to freddie about that and it's like hey like let's be in it this whole time you know let's not you know, let's really make that a focus on completing the whole season and it's easy at this game to you know get banged up and miss a race here or there uh so he did kind of take a step back he did have his best season and it was the first time he's ever finished the whole championship and he was the only guy in 2023 to finish all 31 races so that was really big that was big but for you team owner manager everything guy um you know doing indoors and out how do you manage racing and managing and doing everything you need to do well obviously uh, we talked about taking step by step kind of growing organically and um i didn't realize it till i got hurt this year you know and uh when i was in the hospital in indianapolis after surgery and i have to get things ready for the team to continue to go racing and business just kept going like normal. And I wasn't racing. I was done. I was sitting there waiting for another surgery and I was just as busy as I was the week before. And it was kind of a big reality check. I was like, wow. Like I just thought I was doing everything I needed to do to go racing. And I was like, well, like that's not what a racer does. That's what a business owner does. So I was definitely distracted. And, uh, you know, I had some pretty serious talks with with my wife and some other people around me that, you know, I was like, Hey, if I'm going to, push through this and do this like i want to make sure i do you know do this for the right reasons um come back to racing and because i could have easily just stepped off to the side and said hey i'm 30 years old you know i had a great you know a great privateer career whatever you want to call it and you know i could just step into the the team management side of it but you know i'm a competitor more than i am that and i wanted to get back to that but obviously i wanted to keep growing with the team so uh so made some decisions obviously like i said brought more people on more organization more structure which all that stuff was just a long time coming uh, so right now you know there's things that that i don't want to do that i have to do that yeah okay i do them but there's other things that i don't want to do that i source to other people to do other responsibilities people that i trust people that get the job done the way that i expect it to get done um and right now this preseason so far like i'm i'm feeling more and more like a racer than i have in probably the last six or seven years you know like it's when i show up show up to our shop and our track and you know i got a crew chief and a mechanic with my bike ready and it's uh you know it's a really good feeling that is cool i have a copy of your contract here it says you have to do all the outdoors so um. (laughs) yeah i don't know we'll see um i haven't uh done the outdoors in a while um i've been focusing on the the fair races and the money races throughout the summer so um there's there's pretty good money at those in the midwest so we'll see supercross goes really well and uh you know if i made some money racing supercross this year i won't be too worried about the fair races maybe i can uh do some outdoors don't worry about it so yeah everybody knows there's really less money in the outdoors so (laughs) right right. Uh, we'll see we'll see okay all right well you know like you said growing organically um now you you said you established your business and and 
Honestly, uh, the pit presence is great. I didn't get to, we actually haven't ever actually met each other. I've been at the races. I've come by, but you've always been running around doing your thing. But, um, Indy this year, like pit presence was awesome. Um, it just, it's a good, good place to go if you're a fan and, uh, you know, everyone's super cool. So, um, yeah, I remember Indy obviously for good and bad reasons. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, exactly. You know, the race that I got hurt and it was the second qualifier session. So I mean, the rest of the day was, I was in the hospital, but I do remember prior to that amongst all that chaos was, it was not the best weather. A lot cool. of the teams had their curtains up and Ryan Kuntz, uh, you know, my assistant manager, he's local there and he had, uh, he had one of his buddies come up with some, he was a DJ, had some DJ equipment. We were had giveaways. We were giving away gloves and some signed jerseys and this and that. And we were right next to Star Yamaha. And everybody obviously knows, you know, all the kids want to go see Hayden Deegan, you know, all that. And, uh, and Tomac was there and stuff too. And, and we had a, like, we had dance contests and all this other stuff. It was, it was really cool because that's somewhat of a local race for us. And, uh, you know, to have that energy there right next to those guys. And, you know, it wasn't crazy distracting. Like, you know, some of the, some of the teams will do every once in a while, like we kept it within reason, but, but we had a lot of fans, big autograph line, you know, giving stuff away. And like, we want to do more and more of that and just make it to where it's an experience for everybody involved and remember the name and represent the sponsors. And, you know, it, it's just, it all comes full circle. And we usually have these talks about once a year or so. And I, I'd like to catch up with you more, but you're a busy, man. But like when we talked in the past, it was kind of like, well, we're going to do this year by year. But lately it sounds like you're in this for the long haul. You have like a five-year plan or, you know, how, how far do you see this going? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, working with the guys that I have around me and everything that we've been doing is, you know, and this injury really opened my eyes more, you know, like I, I've never taken any pay from, from doing this. It was just giving myself resources to go racing. And I'm pretty sure I was, was pretty clear last time we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then realizing you know, how much work I was doing and, you know, and mechanics and everybody, everybody else was, you know, getting compensated for it. And, you know, like I was just, like I said, giving myself a ride to go racing and, you know, I see it now and it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not collecting a big salary by any means, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're, continuing to take the steps to where i can do that because i'm learning more and more and more like there's a lot of stuff to be done um, within the race team and uh you know i don't even have to be at the races and i could fill a 40-hour week easily um, (laughs) just from the management organization and working with the sponsors and partners and everything like that and just continuing to grow so um you know i I don't want to sound sound out there but obviously you know i want to keep our our grassroots type of feel and energy i don't ever want to be the big corporate in the corporate bubble you know if you will some of the teams where they grow too big too fast and they have too much outside people controlling it like at the end of the day like i i believe that you know we can we can have a a podium podium guy and, and win a race one day you know maybe not championship but uh you know if you look back six years ago what we were doing to where we're at now it's it's grown a lot faster than what it felt like so you know you've seen uh you know the rocky mountain ktm guys you know won won some races and you know blake baggett over there and you know it's, it's definitely possible you know moto concepts guys you know justin brayton won a race and um you know it's it's not as as far as what most people think you know what we're doing and taking those steps you know do we have a championship guy now no um but just 
year by year growing and, and taking the right steps to make sure we can sustain that when we get to that point because really who wants to just be a flash of brilliance and be gone you know it's like for me it's it's long term so you know obviously you know I have a, a family and a career that I, I have to provide for and and other people you know riders mechanics crew um you know giving people resources to chase their dreams and just kind of sharing that story that you know you can be you know really nobody and nothing and, and with the right mindset and the desire to never quit you know you can do that perfectly said man um yeah like looking back from last year and then now to this year you guys have grown immensely um it's a you got a lot of good things going on over there so um you know good luck this year and uh I will definitely come by the pits this year and introduce myself so you can put a name to a face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know we've talked a few times and yeah. I, I know a lot of mutual people, so it'll be good to connect. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. That'll do it for another episode of the Squad Pod. I want to thank all of you for listening. Keep breaking those records for me. All the listeners, it, it's been great. I appreciate all the love, all the tweets. All the Instagram comments, just uh, reach out to me, Troy at verbmoto.com, at Troy Dog Verb on social media. I love to chat all the time. Love to hear from you guys. Let me know if you want to hear a guest. I got you. Um, thanks to Hard Dog for coming on and co-hosting with me this week. Thanks to Bubba Polly for being my guest as well. Um, thanks to Cade, Cade Clayson. Happy birthday, Cade. Appreciate you, man. And then uh, thanks to Bub Dog, Duke Dog, CMXR Dog, Ginger Dog. We got uh, Not Thanking Slaw Dog this week. Thank you, Chili Dog Wes. Thank you, Bird Dog. Thanks to Corn Dog for just being a, being a corn dog. That's it. Um, shout out to this whole squad. We'll see you next week for an awesome jam packed show. We're announcing the squad next week, people. Let's go. See you then.